Welcome back to the program of the Bill Michaels Show. We continue on, moving into hour number three. Glad to have you on board today. Talk a little NFL, a little bit of draft. Bring in our guy, Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus. PFF underscore Mike. You can see his stuff there. Uh, now joining us on the hotline. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, you have, uh, well, would you call the combine four days of darkness? <laughs> if you've come out of the combine with more enlightenment or something like that? Uh, I, I don't think it's quite as enlightening as what Aaron went through, but you know, it, it's in the same vein. Um, so let's start with, uh, with the Rogers stuff. Um, you hear many different things when it comes to what the value is. You tell me, what is the value for Aaron Rodgers if indeed he goes to New York? I think they're going to get a first-rounder. Now, I, I do I do see New York's point where it's like they're not really bidding against too many other teams right now. But from the Packers' perspective, you know, it's cheaper for them this upcoming season to keep Aaron Rodgers. You know, they're going to eat a ton of cap to deal him. And, you know, they're still a team that was on the precipice of the playoffs last year. So if they bring Aaron Rodgers back and improve this roster a little bit, like they could win the North, feasibly be, you know, a contender in a weak NFC. So they're not beholden to, you know, Aaron Rodgers' wishes to be, you know, elsewhere if they don't want to be. So from their perspective, they can kind of hold out to the bitter end. And I still still think they get a first because from the Jets' perspective, who else are they going to get? They, they have no right. one. They, they have no one with a great roster that could – in a Super Bowl sort of window, they have no one else that they could feasibly get that makes sense. So let's talk about the the draft prospects. And if, say, the Packers do get the Jets' 13th pick, they'll have the 15th pick. Give me what you think the Packers should do with it. I think they're in a great spot to go anywhere they want. You know, they have a lot of, I guess, holes at premium-ish positions they could go defensive line they can go wide receiver they can go offensive line uh, in this class the way it's kind of shaking out i think they're going to have their choice of possibly you know if they do get that pick 13 they could have their choice of the top receiver on the board this year I, i'm not sure there's anyone really before them drafting that has a desperate wide receiver need and we'll see you know anytime you're not in the quarterback market it's always good to be in a good quarterback class so i think four quarterbacks would be off the board meaning with that pick 15 you'll get a top 10 or so position player in the draft. So uh, I think my ideal would be someone like a Jackson Smith, a Jigbo or Quentin Johnston, the wide receivers from Ohio state and TCU respectively, just another playmaker for Jordan love to basically give him no excuse. Cause you, you have to find out what you have in Jordan love pretty much immediately. If you do trade away Aaron Rodgers. So they, to me, they've got needs. They need depth on the offensive line. They've got uh, a need on the defensive front. Obviously, another wide receiver, tight end, safety. If indeed Adrian Amos, which we assume is gone, is gone. So, what is the priority in your eyes? I think wide receiver one, and then defensive line two. Just, and I say defensive line just because. The talent along the defensive line is where you find it in the first round. The impact players, the Rashawn Garys, you know, it's difficult to get high-end talent just because, you know, it's a, such a traits-based position that it's easy to see, hey, here are the guys who are 6'5 with 34-inch arms and can run 4'5. You know, those guys mm-hmm. are the ones that make an impact at the next level. So that's where I'd be looking if I was the Packers, and especially in this class where there's a number of, like, traitsy dudes like Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, like Miles Murphy from Clemson that really fit their mold. 
Uh, I know some have talked about uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the offensive line position. So uh, the kid out of Northwestern uh, that a lot of people, uh, Skaronsky, that people are talking about, give me your thoughts. He's my favorite tackle in this draft, his favorite overall offensive lineman. He very much reminds me of, say, uh, a Zach Martin coming out. And I'm not going to say he's you know going to be an elite guard or whatever, Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. but that's just you know you're getting a darn good player. Now, short arms for a tackle, but it didn't really matter on his Northwestern tape when he saw it, and there are tackles around the NFL with his exact arm length playing at a high level. Braden Smith in Indy is uh, the one who comes to mind who has the same arm length and is, you know, one of the highest-paid right tackles in the NFL. So you can succeed with that. And to me, Scarrazzi had much better tape than Braden Smith ever did coming out. So uh, I think he's the safest player uh, along the offensive line, and that's kind of, you know, how the Packers trend when they do draft offensive linemen, it's not the big, burly people movers. It's the guys who are light in their feet. And to me, that's Peter Scrossi. Uh We're talking with Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus, at PFF underscore Mike. You can find him there. The uh, The big story was Jalen Carter and what happened to him. And we, we don't know what uh, all is going to transpire and what is and isn't going on behind closed doors. Certainly teams are going to do their due diligence. But give me your thoughts on Jalen Carter. Would you take a chance on him? If, say, some of this, if not all of it, is, is I don't want to say cleared up because that's d- demeaning to what's actually happened, but would you take a chance on him, or is there just a lot of baggage there that w- is just too uncertain? Yeah, I mean, the charges levied against him, though, at the moment are not of a variety that he's you know going to have to worry about him being you know in jail or you know, behind bars or that coming up again and being, like, actually missing time. So, obviously, we have a month and a half for this to play out, but it would not surprise me if if he doesn't really fall because talent still talks in the NFL. <laughs> you know, like, if we saw it literally last offseason with Deshaun Watson that people are willing to ignore a lot if you are a heck of a football player. And Jalen Carter is a heck of a football player. I mean, he is, mm-hmm. for my money, he's the best, you know, non-quarterback in this draft. I think he's better than Will Anderson. His tape at Georgia was just unblockable. And it's just, like, physically ticks every box you could want. So, and everyone's looking for that interior pressure. So I, it would surprise me, even if all this comes to fruition, it's all true. He gets charged, gets his, you know, slap on the wrist by our judicial system. It wouldn't surprise me if someone's still like in the top five, like, you know, I'm going to draft them because I want to win football games. What about uh, Michael Mayer coming out of Notre Dame at the tight end? I know there's some people that are high on him. Some people aren't as high on him. Give me your thoughts there. With Mayer, it's just about expectations. Uh, he's never going to be you know, Travis Kelsey. He's just not in that mold. But he's a darn good tight end nonetheless. You know, He's kind of how tight ends looked and produced like 15 years ago. He looks like Jason Witten out there. He's that body type. He's the inline blocker who can just demolish linebackers, play after play as a route runner. Like He's that guy who can find space, knows how to get open, then super reliable hands. So, you know, if the Packers leave the first round and he's their first round pick, I wouldn't, I'd be happy as heck as a Packers fan because you got a couple guys in your one two punch now that are question marks with their hands. And Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, like they, they are not the reliable, they, they're for sure going to haul it in kind of guys. I think that's a safe thing to say. Whereas Michael Mayer on a third down, like that's the guy you can go and look for because he, he's not going to drop it if it's within his reach. There is not a consensus as to the best wide receiver in this draft, but uh, Njigba certainly seems to be the guy that a lot are talking about. Uh, If he's not the top guy on your board, he's probably number two. Give me your thoughts there. 
Yeah, and Jim is like he's like the Michael Mayer for receivers. Kind of like what I just described. It's like you, you're going to have to admit that he's not going to be a big play threat, but in the Packers offense, like you got those already. So I, I think he might be the perfect fit or like the, if there's one guy I want the Packers to leave round one with, it's probably him um, because I, he's a great route runner. I, I mean, the guys at Ohio State last year, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson called him the best route runner on that team. And we saw obviously how they did as rookies um, and just black deep speed, which is fine. You can live with that. That's, you know, that's Amon Ross and Brown. That's Cooper Cup. Those guys produce out of this world because they still get open at will on a certain route tree. So, yeah, to me, that's Jackson Smith the Jigba. So if he falls to where the Packers are, I, I would, that's who I'm picking. If the, okay, let's go to the offense of the Packers. Let's uh, give me your thoughts. Go back a few years. What did you have? What rating did you have on Jordan Love? Because it was all over the board. Some said he could be as high as the first round. Others said he was a third round guy. Where did you think Jordan Love fit into the mix coming out of college? Yeah, he was a guy I would have taken middle of day two, kind of where the quarterback started coming off the board last year, where it was like, you know, the Desmond Ritter. It, it, that's how I felt about him as a prospect. But he, what he did do and what he had was just one heck of an arm, one heck of an athlete, and to me, really good pocket presence was the one thing that was his real calling card where it's like, hey, if you can clean up some of this decision-making, get him you know, in an offense where it gives him more options than what he had, uh, obviously, coming out of college uh, in terms of just like talent around him, that there could be something there. But he was a guy, the accuracy and decision-making were concerns, kind of like, you know, kind of like maybe like a Will Levis this year, but it's probably a little bit better just in terms of pure pocket presence. So I was, I, there was a guy that's really a lot to fix, but you're three years in and you've seen him fix some of that. So I, I think my opinion on him has improved greatly from just the limited sample size I saw last year. Um, before I let you go, I want to ask you about uh, the, uh, the defensive backfield and specifically the safety position. We all know Brian Branch out of Alabama is the guy that pretty much everybody says is the prototypical safety in today's day and age. Is there another one or two that might be there, say, on day two that the Packers could go after that could fortify the position that's going to be left vacant by Adrian Amos? Yeah, it's not a great safety class because it's a lot of like the best safeties in this class, whether it is Branch whether it's Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, they actually didn't even play safety in college. Those guys were slot cornerbacks. They were not, you know, backing out into single high. They, were, they weren't playing quarters, uh, you know, having to read route concepts. They were underneath defenders. So this class doesn't really have a lot of true deeper safeties. There's only really a handful of them. And the ones that there are guys like Jamie Robinson from Florida State, guys like Christopher Smith from Georgia. But they went to the combine and it did not test well. So, so it right. really is a safety class where uh, you might even just wait until, you know, the fourth round, kind of like I think that's what, you know, third, fourth round, that, that's usually a sweet spot for safeties. That's like where Morgan Burnett came off the board way back when, where it's like I think that's where I'm looking in this class. First two rounds, I, I just think too many guys are going to get pushed up because there's just not a ton of talent in the class. Mike, I know it's probably the same thing in the offices of Pro Football Focus as it is here, but uh, this whole Aaron Rodgers saga has been just that, a saga. Give me your thoughts on what you think happens, what you guys are talking about, what you guys are hearing. Uh, say where he is going to be, if anywhere, under center come training camp. Yeah, I, I think it's New York. Um, that, that just it makes sense from both perspectives uh, and Rodgers' perspective. You know, if, if, if Favre hadn't have 
gone the exact same route. I think he would have been a jet already, but maybe it's taken some, you know, some, some talking into to tell him that, Hey, he's not following the exact same path as Brett, even if he kind of is. So I, I just think that's where he ends up going. It, it would very much surprise me if it's anywhere else. Good stuff. I appreciate it. And uh, we will talk again soon, specifically as we get close to the draft. Okay. For sure, Bill. Thanks so much for having me on. Have a good Thanks so much, Mike. There you go. Mike Renner, Pro Football Focus. You can get him at PFF underscore Mike, PFF underscore Mike, and uh, that's good stuff. Hey, by the way, I'm going to give you an update. Uh, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about certain subscriptions, and people were saying, ah, just call them up, and they'll, they'll give you deals and such. Um, and I was, uh, I'm going to tell you, because it was my serious subscription, and I had talked about that on the air. I thought, this is ridiculous, between Hulu, Sirius, I mean, I started going through the whole list, and uh, a buddy of mine called me uh, from down in Cincinnati because he's got it as well. And we kind of compared notes, and I was like, whoa. So I want to give you the result of that. I had a couple of people ask me about it, so I'm going to give you the result of that when we come back. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Hey, if you are looking for, and I've been telling you for a while about this place, I love it. We went there last uh, Friday night to the uh, Irish Cultural Heritage Center, the ICHC, um, and had an absolute blast. Went and saw the uh, band Cynthian. And you kind of got, I didn't know what to expect, but oh my God, uh, it was so, it was fantastic. It was absolutely, it, was, it just rocked. The whole place just rocked. It was a great time. So uh, I highly encourage you, if you are, especially right now, this time of year, when you're talking about St. Patrick's Day, if you're looking for something just awesome to go, if you want to see some of the pictures and some of the videos and such, uh, go over to the Facebook fan page and you can check that out there. And I'll start posting more stuff to Instagram as well, if you follow us on Instagram. But they got so much coming up. But if you're looking even for a place to, to host your wedding, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hall. Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, in any denomination, by the way. So all I got to do is check it out. Go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. And uh, you can check it out. Uh, but you can also uh, get hold of our buddy Corey, 414-345-8800, 414-345-8800. Again, 414-345-8800. Or just see for yourself. Go to ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. Let's go back to the phone calls. Talk to Denny listening to us in Holman. Denny, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Great. Thanks for taking my call, Bill. I appreciate it. You bet. I just wanted to just uh, touch base on, you know, I'm really getting tired of all these Roger haters because, you know, Rogers had the team on his back for how many years when our offensive line was bad? Our defense was bad. I mean, how many games did he will us to winning, you know, right. by being the Aaron Rodgers he was, you know. And, and like I said, wasn't it last year, you know, that Gudikis didn't have his um, – he was not 100% sure that his love could not be a starting quarterback for the Packers. So he's mm-hmm. the one that threw the money at Rodgers and did all this stuff. And now all the people are like, they're hating Rodgers and they want love so bad. And it's like, to me, Bill, I agree with you. He's, he's not proven, you know, and right. it's, it, it's hard for me to understand 
why this angst against Aaron when he did really nothing wrong? Like you said, he took the money, you know, because they offered it to him, you know. Yep. And now with Gudikis, I mean, sure, it's like you said, it's going to be his legacy. If love goes out there and just snowballs and is bad, you know, it's going to be him and probably his job in Murphy's, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. No, look, I I agree. I think that Aaron Rodgers has done a lot for the organization. I think that there has been failures to put certain people around him or at least take a chance on a couple of extra pieces to help them get past it. Uh, And sometimes when you get to the NFC Championship game, sometimes they didn't even belong there, but they got there because of the offense and because of the play. So uh, I understand the record, but I also think that there was times they shouldn't even have been there because their defense (laughs) was just not that good. So I get it. Um, But I think what people are, uh, when they get uh, to the upset word with Rodgers, I think it's just the drama. I think it's just the fatigue of, Make it, you're either with us or you're not, and if you're not, then just move on. And Packers fans just want to hear that you're all in, you're ready to go, you're ready to win a championship, and that's all they want to hear. And, and I think that's right. the reason so many people are angry. And you know, like Minnesota, in the and towards the three quarter part of the season, went and got Hawkinson for a fourth round draft pick. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, he went to really lit the world on fire for Green Bay, but he sure would have helped. You know. And, I mean, Gutekus didn't really do nothing except get Sammy, you know, and then Walker. It's like, I just, you know, it's just so over, over boring because, you know, like I said, it's everybody hates Aaron. Everybody, you know, they just, and, I mean, you've been there. You've covered the Packers for all these years. You know what Aaron Rodgers means to the Packers, you know. And, yeah. and I look at it as a scenario, Bill, that, okay, say Rodgers does go to, because I, I read, like you did, too, their like, second or third round draft pick and then the cap money and all. And it's like, so what if he goes to uh, to the Jets and say, what if he goes there for a year and ends up with the Vikings, the same scenario, you know, Brett had, and goes for a championship with them? I mean, you don't know. It could happen. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree, man. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Adam Schefter is saying today there's a possibility of the Vikings and Adam Thielen will part ways in the coming days, uh, allowing the two-time Pro Bowler to become a wide, uh, a wide receiver free agent. The two sides are going to uh, you know, talk in the coming days, but his time in Minnesota could be coming to an end as well. That's an Adam Thielen story. Green Bay Packers so, wide receiver Adam Thielen. Um, Question: that, it, it, it would be different if the Packers picked up a a Viking rather than all the Vikings, you know, former Packers players becoming Vikings. Oh, it yeah. would be nice to get that kind of veteran uh, there. Uh, he's he's not Justin Jefferson. Let's let's be honest, but yeah, he's a he's a decent receiver that you could put alongside the young guys that you have and anybody else new that you pick up. Yeah, absolutely. I do that. And if Lazard goes elsewhere, you kind of need a dude to take his role. Someone mm-hmm. that can maybe sure. catch it a little more consistently. Yep. Yep. I Could agree. Happen. I'm here for it. I, I I'm here uh, for the content I, too. I'd take that in a heartbeat. Because he was such a classic he's such a classic Viking. You know? Mm-hmm. As far as being uh, good for a while and then not very good? Yeah. We're just <laughs> No, like when you picture Vikings, I picture Adam Thielen. Right. Maybe it's the time he spent there, but still. Oh, God, yeah, I picture so many. Oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, Chris Carter and Randy Moss and, you know, Dante Culpepper, uh, Phil Lodeholt, who was a huge, monstrous uh, offensive tackle. 
you know, Kendricks, Anthony Bard driving Aaron Rodgers into the ground. Uh, you know, you can think of so many, so much angst towards so many Minnesota Vikings, no doubt. Some might wonder if he's a, if Thielen's a dome player, though. Got to be careful getting those Vikings outdoors. Yep. Yep. I can see that. They're more of an indoor species. Mm-hmm. How cold did he look at, in Green Bay? That's the question. Um, by the way, they have the video now, which has been posted on the New York Post, which came out. Uh, I don't know if it was early this morning or it's just now, but it's, I just kind of grabbed it. And it's the video of the Jets owner, Woody Johnson, and Nathaniel Hackett, and the uh, you know contingency uh, coming out of the meeting with Aaron Rodgers, leaving the restaurant with Aaron Rodgers. And Woody Johnson said, well, we'll find out. Sounding kind of optimistic, but, you know, they all flew via private jet out to California to sit down, including Robert Sala, General Manager Joe Douglas, Nathaniel Hackett, Woody Johnson, all flew out to uh, to uh, sit down and talk with Aaron Rodgers. And he said, well, we'll see. We'll see. So there you go. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, uh, coming out of this uh, picture-wise, he looks like he just, uh, you know, grabbed a cup of coffee somewhere, and I guess he's got some kind of chocolate latte and wearing a wearing a some kind of a black hat, a coconut thing on his head, some baseball cap, and some dark glasses. He's got the Coconuts. beard back, by the way, too. Maybe he's going to Miami. They have palm trees down there. Coconuts. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what that. Uh, that description is, I don't know, it's some kind of hat with uh, the word coconut. Or he's getting excited coconut, for the players this week. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's it. Who knows? I can't really tell. It, it it doesn't show up right on the screen. But So anyway, no big deal. No big deal. Nothing to see here. It is what it is. 877 1670, if you want to find us, uh, feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Let's go back to the phone calls, talk to Steve listening to us in Eau Claire. Steve, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. It's an honor to talk to you. I've listened to you for quite some time now and uh, lost track of you when you went off the radio and uh, started listening to you again when you came back on. So, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, I'm a diehard Packer fan. I have been my whole life. I'm 54 years old. Um I, I think it's kind of a shame to have two of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game and only have two Super Bowls. And I, I, I kind of put that blame on the organization itself. Um, there were several free agents that Green Bay could have picked up to possibly give us another Super Bowl with Brett Favre. And there's been all kinds of them that they could have picked up to help Aaron Rodgers, especially after Devontae Adams left and Jordy retired. Uh, I just don't feel like that the team itself as an organization has given these two quarterbacks what they need. I, I, I just wanted to get your opinion on that. No, I'd agree with that. Uh, I've said for a while now that you can look at many different failures of the organization uh, that, that do that at times tend to get heaped upon Aaron Rodgers for not taking them to a certain level. You can talk about coaching, you can, but the, mainly you can talk about the player personnel. You know, when you're 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 trying to squeeze Nick Perry, uh, first round draft choice, who was a defensive end. You're trying to make him into something. He's not very good. You're giving him a second contract. Jarrell Worthy, remember him? You know, uh, I liked Mike Daniels, but he was kind of a one trick pony. You know, there there was times Dayton Jones, 
they brought in. You know, there were certain guys that they wanted to be, uh, you know, certain types of players, and they just weren't. Josh Boyd was another one that they picked up, another defensive end that was supposed to be a guy that was going to get the work done. Kyrie Thornton, the defensive tackle, never really amounted to much. Uh, Bradford, the linebacker, never amounted to much. You start to go through that th- those guys. Um, yeah, it was, it, it, you know, it seemed like, you know, the safety Demarius Randall was another one of those guys. Quentin Rollins was okay at best. You know, they wasted some really good draft choices, uh, a high draft choices. Derek Sherrod never really amounted after he broke the leg. Uh, there was, who else was, uh, Devon House was okay at best. You know, you start to go through that. Uh, Ricky Elmore was a defensive lineman they tried to grab. He didn't work out. Mike Neal was another one. Think of all that mediocre talent that went in the first and second round and never amounted to anything. All those stabs. And then you hang on to those guys. You're going to see those guys through the bitter end. Here they come, and you're giving them contract, and it just they never amounted to anything. That defense just never got dramatically better. They had to fortify it via free agency. And even then, you're hanging on to backups that really aren't that good and for a long time defensively speaking this team just never it never materialized just never did and so i agree with you 100 percent. 877-867-1670 hang in there we got a lot more of the bill michael show it's all coming up next Ready? this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network Michael show we continue on good stuff good stuff hey our friends at Pelham Winners and Doors of Wisconsin uh you know that I've got them in my house I absolutely love them and whether it's curb appeal which this time of year people start to think about selling their house and you want to change for some curb appeal and you'd like to get your windows in maybe in April or May now's the time to do it give them a shout uh, go to PellaWI.com that is PellaWI dot com or even june june is also a, a hot uh selling month so to speak via via the home market so get a hold of our friends at pella pellawi.com also if you just want to make your house more economical you keep the out, outside out the inside in uh, as i've always said or just make it easy make it more secure safe at night that's the big thing when you lock the windows lock your doors you know they're locked you're not you're not getting in especially with the uh, the patio doors when you have that toe kick you just tap it with your toe, and a little thing slides over, and actually a pin goes in the door. You can't even move the door. There's no reason to put a stick or anything in there. They're just great, and I love them, and they're very secure. And And I've got uh, five of these big, um, you know, these big patio doors throughout my home, so five of them. So, And I love every one of my pellet doors, and like I said, uh, whether it's upstairs in the, uh, the balcony portion of the roof, uh, the back patio, the downstairs in the great room, either way, they're safe. And uh, I, I just love them, just love them to death. They also have tremendous innovations like the roll screen, the hide screen and shade in the window. You can have slider windows, crank windows, different hardware inside, outside. It's just no reason not to call Pella, which is uh, Wisconsin's number one uh, window and door system. That is our friends at Pella. Go to PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA. WI. If you want to give us a shout, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Again, 877-867-1670. Let's get back to the phone calls. Talk to Bob listening to us in Green Bay. Bob, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? 
Hey, buddy. Thanks for the line. I appreciate it, Bill. You bet. Hey, I just wanted to get, uh, I just wanted to talk with you and get some perspective on this. Um, you know, with regard to Jordan Love and uh, the perception out there that, well, we don't know what we have, but what we have ha- have seen is, is, you know, borderline bad. And, you know, Bill, I don't hear a whole lot of people talking about the fact a, we didn't see him, and I looked at Roger's stats because you're a stat guy, and you kind of got me mm-hmm. dr- driven on this. So I looked at, you know, the first couple of years. This is what oh six, oh five, oh six, or oh six, oh seven. He got into a couple of games, nothing there, and then of course the starter at oh eight. He's what six and ten, and so on, and then the, the rest of it took off on him. I get it that that Rogers, for better use of a word, and it's a loose analogy, so I hope your audience doesn't freak out. But you, you look at Rogers; he's the devil you know. You know, you, well, this is what we got. Last year might have been an aberration, okay, a little bit of an anomaly, or it could be mm-hmm. a Peyton Manning thing, when, like when he gets to Denver, right? And he, jumps, right. he just drops off the face of the planet. So when I look at this, I'm kind of struck by the, the very distinctive lines between the fan base that looks at, at Jordan Love and says, Goody, you better be right about this or we're going to eviscerate you. On the other hand, we look at it and say, well, gosh, if we're wrong about Rodgers, then we got to put up with another year, or right about Rodgers, then we got to put up with another year of this nonsense. Your, spot, your analysis is spot on about Rodgers. I think the fan base is just absolutely fatigued with it. Um, you know, I know I am, but I, right. I'm more of a looking at it from a team perspective just get on with it already. We, we got work to do here. That's where I'm at. I just want to get your feedback on it. No, I, I would 100% agree. I think a lot of people are just kind of, like you said, fed up. And uh, in, the, in terms of being fed up, it's, you're, you're, you're tired of the drama. You, you, wanna, you want an answer from your guy, and he's not giving it. Uh, I think that the fact that you know, other teams are, you know, and, and other team is interested. I know people would rather see Rodgers end his career here, hoisting a trophy, riding off into the sunset. But right now, that isn't to be. It just, you know, I, I still think that there's this possibility that he could come back. But I think the reason most people are willing to say bye-bye is because it's bye-bye to the drama. You know that even if, even if you keep Rodgers around, and I appreciate the phone call, even if you keep Rodgers around, you know it's only for a year. Unless you trade Jordan Love away, then you're going to play out the remainder of this contract. You know? But that's it. You know that. But the biggest, I, I guess, if, if you want to talk about a... If you want to talk about a a mistake, I don't know if I want to use that strong a word, though. If you want to talk about an apprehension, it's on both sides. Gudikin said, we're not in this for one year. This was not a one-year plan. We expect a certain level of return on our investment. Rodgers said at the end of the season, it's not about coming back for the money. And I've said it all along. Then, guys, why in the hell did you sit down and agree to this deal? Why? This doesn't make sense. Not for the one year, and then to put yourself into this this salary specter where we're, this is a no-brainer if it's less money. Rodgers comes back, you're begging him to come back. He's one of the best quarterbacks in football, yeah. Or you're saying, you know what, Aaron, we can send you where you want. We can get just compensation for you. We'll eat whatever. We're good to go. Everybody would be good. The best deals are the ones that benefit everybody. This one benefited Rodgers, period, end of story.
But don't, and again, I don't fault Rodgers for getting all the money, but don't tell us it's not about the money. Because if it's not, then why'd you take it? Why would you put the team that you care so much about, the fan base you care so much about, why would you put them into this type of, of salary cap issue? You know what I mean? You wanted everybody to be kept. You had to keep Cobby. You had to keep Bach. You had to keep uh, Mercedes. You had to keep these guys. You want to retire with these guys. I need these guys. I want these guys. Lazard. And, you know, you got a, you got me, you got guys that are good locker room guys and mediocre talent, short of Bakhtiari, that are playing on this team. And you did it because they wanted to keep you happy. But it's not about the money. So. That's the biggest thing that I can say out of all of this. If there's a lesson to be learned, again, you if you're dealing with a generational quarterback talent, you do make concessions. But this is one of the things that I've said all along that, you know, I appreciated the fact that they kept him and they went all in. What they were doing was is they're staring down a poker player on the other side of the table who wasn't all in. And he fooled him. And that's... You know, that's that's where we're at today. That's a good question, Bill. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Ryan listening to us in Sun Prairie. Ryan, how are you doing today, man? What's up? I uh, You just took the words out of my mouth. Uh, so are we looking for a player that wants to play only one year, two years? How long is he going to play for? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. How, how long is he going to play for? So he does, you know, last year, this year. He, I mean, just, and then I'm, Jordan Love, yeah, okay. But I can bet you 99% they're going to draft a uh, quarterback probably in some round this year. Who he may be, I don't know. But that's what's going to probably happen. That's all I can say. All right, bud. Uh, I I don't know if they're going to draft a quarterback this year. But I can guarantee you that there is going to be one coming down the pipeline soon enough. Oh, if the Packers trade Rodgers, Bill, we need to do a who's going to be Love's backup extravaganza. <laughs> right. But we'll do it before the draft. So if they draft a quarterback, right, right, then right. that'll put it all aside. But I need I yeah. need real submissions. I want to hear Tebow, Carson Wentz, Jack Cohn, things of that nature. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Benkert's better than Love, right? So bring him back. Uh, you would assume. You would assume. After one preseason throw. Right. I'd be fine with Tebow. You wouldn't mind bringing in Tim Tebow? I'd make him Taysom Hill. You're uh, you're killing me. You or they could just bring in Taysom Hill himself. Have him do everything. Uh, <laughs> you're killing me. Well, you think I'm joking. No, I know you're not. Uh, I, I know you just be kind of, you know, you're just rolling with it at this point. No, I get it. Um, <laughs> no, not going to happen. Uh, I know you'd love to see Taysom Hill because you'd just love to see some kind of offshoot of the Wildcat, and it, it would be crazy, and you'd be giddy, and I, I get it, but no, not going to happen. <laughs> He's a generational talent. Is is Taysom Hill really a generational talent? Oh, special teams, tight end. He could run. He could throw. 
Remember when he was, you know, did preseason with the Packers and everyone wanted to keep I, him. I, I remember. Yeah. He was the best thing ever. He still I is. I agree with that. Still is. I can't believe you got rid of him. And you know what? He he was he was used erroneously. Let's put it that way. He was used in a manner that was not really conducive to his being. Might be the best way to put it. Um, he could have been used a little bit better. The because list of- they certainly they certainly found a position for him. You know, at, uh, at down in down in New Orleans, no doubt. The list of free agent quarterbacks is quite comical, though. So when we do the who's going to be the backup, right? I'll have like twenty submissions. <laughs> Garner Minshew. Trace, oh God, no. Trace McSorley. Not Garner Minshew. The stash. Oh, Joe yeah. Flacco. Every time he comes on the field, you can hear bow, chicka, bow, bow. You know that's. Oh, he puts on the aviators. Come on. Yeah. Right. Uh, by the way. Uh, last night we saw the Badgers fall early, uh, deficit wise to Ohio state and they couldn't come back. Marquette, is it painting you, Ben, that they were down by so much early on in the game and they have now stormed back to take the lead. Bueller, Bueller, (laughs) Ben, did you die? (laughs) Sorry, Uh, speaking to our great callers. Okay, uh, just checking. Uh, no, I said, does it pain you that we saw last night the Badgers fall uh, in a deficit early and they couldn't climb back and ultimately fell in the contest Ohio State? But uh, you've got Marquette, who was down early in the contest, and they have come storming back now to take the lead. Ah, oh, great for them. Thrilled. They got a – yeah, I I thought you would be. Nah. I thought you would be, Ben. Listen, very clear. My my mental health is better off with the Badgers not having to play an NCAA tournament game. This team specifically. You better with that? I think so. Then okay. we reload for next season. That's like if last year's Packers team would have gotten into the playoffs. They probably mm-hmm. would have gotten crushed by the Niners or somebody. And that would have been worse for the for the brains than the Lions game was. As hard as that is yeah. to say. No, I get it. Oh, I get it. All right, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. Come back on a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. portion of the state uh, i know when we go to Barocco, we're probably not going to make it up there but i love i love going into lacrosse uh, i just always have always will and when we go there we always head over to buzzard billy's and uh, get some dinner there go upstairs to the starlight lounge sit back relax take it easy uh just uh, just an awesome place so if you are in that area and uh, you're going to be uh, doing some dinner and uh, maybe doing a little little cajun little fish fry that time of year uh, stop in the Buzzard Billy's. You have some really good stuff. And then head upstairs and uh, grab yourself a cocktail at the Starlight Lounge. I love that place. Uh, speaking of uh, of stuff that I really like, and when we head over to Viroqua, uh, Joey gets a hold of me. He says, hey, Bill, longtime listener out here in Viroqua. Uh, when you're up here for the golf outing, I think you should stay at the Hotel Fortney and the Lounge. They're in the process of finishing it up right now. My boss is the owner. Uh, also a member of the Packers as an undrafted quarterback years ago. 
I uh, just thought I would, uh, would put it out there, try to help them with some advertisement. I love the history of that building and what it was and what they're making it into. Uh, we, we've always loved the Vernon Inn, uh, but the Hotel Fortney is beautiful. I certainly would love. Get a hold of our buddy Ernie. Ernie is the guy. Ernie Betts uh, in Viroqua. He's the guy that sets us up. But the Fortney and the Lounge, we'll certainly stop at the Lounge. That's for damn sure. But a beautiful place. I, when I was there, they uh, the last time we were in Viroqua, they surprised me uh, with the key to the city. And right there next to uh, the building uh, is right up the street is on, on Main Street. There is, is the Hotel Fortney. And so we were getting the history of it. And it was just, it's a beautiful, beautiful old building. And they were you know, redoing the lounge and everything. Uh, it was all under construction, and they were finishing some stuff up at the time for the lounge. But uh, I agree with you, beautiful place. But the history of that building is very intriguing, very neat. So, Bill, you said that guy was a quarterback for the Packers, undrafted? An undrafted quarterback, which it would be a good thing, Ben, if you stayed there because maybe you could talk him into coming back. He's like the Taysom Hill the of Viroqua. Yes. Uh, there you go. <laughs> the t- <laughs> there's a bill i will say there's a there are bidding wars going on for my services in this golf outing are there really and uh i i would like to publicly open up the bidding for other competitors to drive up the price okay i've, I've already been offered a a six pack of bush light and a driving range token bush latte i like it so we'll see how high we can get this price <laughs> i'm somewhat of a sell sword if you will okay yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, get, you, again, you're a free agent. You can get the you can go to the highest bidder. Uh, tell them though that before you make a decision, you're going to go into the darkness for about an hour and a half, and uh, turn out all the lights, and maybe take a nap, and uh, come out wearing nothing but Crocs and an answer. <laughs> and there you go. It's a shame. Seriously, speaking seriously for a second, it's a shame that Crocs get a bad rep in this state because of Brett Favre. No, it's not because of Favre. It's because they're ugly as sin. I, look, I know nurses wear them and stuff. You haven't but put them on, they're ugly though. as sin. I, I will never put them on. Wildly comfortable. It's not no. a question of look. First of all, they're bad for your feet. Uh, that I know from a, uh, a guy that's a podiatrist. But that, that alone, it's just they're horribly looking. It's like women, it, it's like the uniform in the winter for any woman who has any kind of a decent figure at all is Uggs. The black uh, Lululemon spandex pants, a kind of half jacket or the long jacket of some type with a sweatshirt to about her waist. That's the that's the uniform. You got any hot mom out there or that that's what it is. Uh, I'm telling you, man, all you got to do. What does that is have to go- do with Crocs, though? I'm trying to defend the, in the, the honor in of the, Crocs. In the summertime, it's Crocs. I disagree, and Bill. It, and and I'm between Crocs and Uggs, they're the ugliest thing. They don't do – they may fit, they may feel good, they may be warm, but they have absolutely zero to do with fashion. I mean, Bill, I don't wear them to a date. I wear them when I take my golf shoes off and I want my, my feet to breathe. It's but at perfect. any point in time. There's ventilation. A girl could drive by and go, hey, look, there's kind of cute Ben Cal. Oh, no, forget that. Forget that. No, we're done. We're well, done. they also are covered in duct tape from previous repairs <laughs> I had to do. It's a great shoe. Right. You take out the trash, you put Crocs on. There you go. Somebody says, who cares you're in your 50s? Hey, I'm fashionable in my 50s. I'll tell you that. I know more about fashion and different brands and such than anybody. Than hey, any male right now, I'll tell you this. Bill Thank you very much. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Don't knock my fashion sense, pal.